There's more mischief, mayhem, and nefarious goings-on in the city of brotherly love than Billy Penn could have ever imagined. We've got it all here on the Twisted Philly Podcast. True crime, haunted history, the coolest and creepiest places to visit. Welcome, Welcome to, to Twisted Philly. Hello, Twisters, and welcome to a special edition of Twisted Philly, Halloween Happenings. <laughs> I sound like an asshole. <laughs> I swear, I am the cheesiest person I know. I'm sure my friends say I'm the cheesiest person they know. Hell, for all I know, I could be the cheesiest person you know, too. Tonight or today, depending on when you're listening, we're going to talk about the coolest, the creepiest, the most terrifying things to do in Twisted Philly this Halloween season. And for all you twisters with little ones, we'll talk about some family-friendly events too. Speaking of family-friendly, I want to give a what up to a listener who wasn't so thrilled with Twisted Philly. First, I appreciate his feedback because I genuinely want to know what people think. I'm sorry he didn't find anything new in the podcast about Philly. Even though many of these stories are ones that I know, I always find something new, at least new to me, every time I research the topic. He was also disappointed that I sometimes cuss. And hey, what up, Charlie from Insight Pod? Charlie laughs at me every time I say I sometimes cuss. But this listener couldn't use Twisted Philly, and I quote, to expose his kids to the local lore. I'm actually super psyched that someone thought about using this podcast as an opportunity to share stories with their kids. That is so cool, and I get it. Depending on the age of your kids, I wouldn't want them hearing me curse either. So maybe he could listen and then retell the stories that he likes, or at least retell the stories that would be appropriate for him and his kids. Maybe not the true crime stuff, but like Poe and the Mutter, to each his own. I'm not going to stop being me, which means I will still be sassy and sarcastic and say shit. But I respect this guy taking the time to share his honest feelings with me. So what up, Mr. Disappointed Listener? Let's do a few more what ups before we get into the spooky shit. What up to Jenny in Sweden? Hi, Jenny. Thanks for reaching out on Facebook to say hello. What up to local listener Cynthia, who made me feel so much better about my Philly accent by telling me that she also taps Mac at Wawa. What up to Jessica and Anitra, who have shared suggestions for future episodes. Thanks, ladies. I really want to know what you guys want to hear about, and I love getting your suggestions. What up to Steph, who, like me, has been following the murder of Christy Coronin, a young woman from Lakewood, New Jersey. And what up to Lori, who has recently been sharing and reposting so much of the Twisted Philly Facebook posts. Thank you so much for all the support, Lori. What up to Twitter follower D Sativa. Thanks so much for your support, too. And I have so much fun with you and the host of Apex and Abyss talking about horror movies. Last week, we hit over 10,000 downloads. And then just a few days later, we got up to almost 15,000. Now, that's not each time I post an episode, it's total, but still, I thought that was pretty friggin' awesome for less than two months. And more than that, the interaction from listeners is amazing. I so appreciate when you guys comment on Twitter and Facebook. I feel like I've made all these new friends. So does that mean if I visit your state or your country that I would have a free place to stay, maybe? 
<laughs> so, okay, back to the spooky shit. Some of these are activities that I love or something I've never done but am looking forward to doing this year. Some are family-friendly and others are definitely too scary for the little twisters. I'm going to tell you about events in and around Twisted Philly and some that might be a little farther out but definitely worth the ride. First, I want to talk about the big ones, the big, spooky, haunted attractions. And first in my book for big and spooky is Terror Behind the Walls at the Eastern State Penitentiary. I have a larger standalone episode coming up about Eastern State Penn, something that focuses more on the history and the penitentiary's impact on the penal system in early America. Wow, that just sounded boring as shit. Um, but you know, I promise it won't be boring if I'm the one talking about it. I'm not going to talk about all the fancy historical stuff. Tonight, I'm going to talk about jump out from around the corner and scare the piss out of you stuff. Terror Behind the Walls is one of the most acclaimed horror attractions in the United States. The prison has been shut down for eons, and it's terrifying, at least to me, inside without all of the Halloween accessories. And we're not just talking about masks and some smoke machines. Terror Behind the Walls has Hollywood movie production quality and special effects. If you go, you need to be seriously well-informed about this event because Terror Behind the Walls goes for some serious shock and awe. They are trying to scare you. And yeah, I know that's the point of any haunted attraction, but this is like 100 times scarier than any other attempt to scare you you may have experienced from other haunted houses. For the last three years, the prison has had an option. They do this thing where you can make the conscious choice to be completely sucked into the action. That means you are fully immersed in the scare experience. You could be grabbed. You could be pulled into dark corners. You could be held back. All kinds of heightened physical scare tactics. Now, this is not mandatory, so if you don't want some terrifying zombie Eastern State Pen guy grabbing you and pulling you into a dark cell, you don't have to. They are all about your enjoyment, so if you want to get seriously fucking messed up and terrified, they aim to please, all you have to do is ask. They've also got some escape the room type activities, except they call them hex rooms. There are six different terrifying attractions within the Eastern State Pen's terror behind the walls, you need to go to their website, and it's www.easternstate.org backslash Halloween. Eastern State says it's easier and cheaper to buy tickets online, so I would encourage you to check that out. Now, you guys know I have not attended Terror Behind the Walls, and that's because I believe Eastern State Penn is haunted. In fact, one of the six attractions at Terror Behind the Walls is held in what is believed to be the most haunted section of the prison. And see, like, that's the shit that scares me. And I mean it really scares me. What better time for spirits to increase their activity than when there are tons of people screaming because they're scared shitless? I'm a big scaredy baby. I will check out actual haunted houses and haunted historical locations, but I will not go to a fake Halloween haunted house, or in this case, a haunted prison. I already talked to you in a previous episode about Bates Motel, and that's the haunted house and hayride in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania. This, too, is ranked one of the scariest Halloween haunted attractions in America. Bates Motel is another shock and awe scare fest, another place where the production quality is pretty damn amazing. And they straight up say they do not recommend this attraction for anyone eight and under or anyone with a heart condition. I like being scared, but I don't want to be so scared that I wind up in the emergency room. Bates has the haunted hayride. They have a haunted corn maze. Nope, 
nope, nope. That is like some children of the corn shit. Speaking of children of the corn, if you're a Stephen King fan, you have to check out Book Versus Movie Podcast, especially their episodes about Pet Cemetery and Children of the Corn. What up, Book Versus Movie? I love you guys. So in all fairness to both Tyra Behind the Walls and Bates Motel, just because I'm too chicken shit to check out those attractions, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't. If that's your jam, two of the best of those haunted attractions are right here in Twisted Philly. My jam is an event at Laurel Hill Cemetery, and it's called True Tales from the Tomb, Mischief Night by Firelight, and that's on Friday night, October 28th. I love Laurel Hill Cemetery. I think it's one of the most beautiful locations in our city. A few weeks ago, I posted some pictures and a video. The above-ground tombs and monuments are incredibly beautiful, and the architecture is remarkable. The cemetery is enormous. The tours are about an hour, and they leave every half hour between 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m., so there's plenty of opportunities to jump in on a tour. But wear sneakers like no cute shoes, ladies. This place is huge and full of hills, and you're going to be walking for a while. The tour features performers from the Not Ready for Afterlife players, and they tell stories of some of Laurel Hill's most notorious and scandalous residents. At the end of the tour are cocktails by firelight. Unless it's a movie where I'm safe inside a theater or my living room, I like my scares with a dose of history mixed in. And that's what Laurel Hill has to offer with the true tales from the tombs. Their main entrance is off Ridge Avenue in Philadelphia, and there's another entrance on Kelly Drive. You definitely want to get your tickets online in advance and make sure you know which entrance to use for the tour. Because when I say Laurel Hill is enormous, like no joke, it is massive. You could go in the wrong entrance, and miss the event entirely. Another event I'm considering this Halloween is at Fort Mifflin, and that's another location that will have a standalone episode sometime in the future. Fort Mifflin is one of the most haunted spots in America. During the Revolutionary War, there were 200 men stationed at Fort Mifflin, and it was their job to hold British soldiers at bay who were trying to get up the river to deliver supplies to soldiers who were stationed in Philadelphia. I don't want to tell too much of the tale of Fort Mifflin now because of that upcoming standalone episode, but for almost six weeks, the men who were stationed at Fort Mifflin prevented the advance of the British soldiers until the British fired on the fort with cannons in what was the biggest bombardment of the entire Revolutionary War. There are so many events at Fort Mifflin in the weeks before Halloween that are all part of what's called Mud Island Halloween Celebration. Yeah, Fort Mifflin is also called Mud Island. There are candlelight ghost tours on the 21st and the 28th, and I love that they have so many events for kids, and most of the kid events are on Saturday, October 29th. You can trick-or-treat with the ghosts at 10 a.m. Kids who are 12 and under who show up in costumes will get special treats. They're also hosting a sleep with the ghosts overnight on Saturday night, October 29th. It is an overnight paranormal investigation and you actually sleep in the abandoned fort, or you try to sleep, and you can't either because you're paranoid that you're surrounded by ghosts, or maybe you actually see some ghosts, or other people around you are paranoid about ghosts, and they can't sleep, and they keep you up. I wonder if I can bring an air mattress to this thing. So whether you're interested in the events for kids or adults, you definitely want to check out their website at www.fortmifflin.us. You can read more about all the terrific Halloween events they have going on there. And again, this is another one of those things where you want to get your tickets early. While it isn't exactly a Halloween event, there is an annual event in Chestnut Hill that draws people from all over, and it is absolutely something for the entire family and definitely for kids. And that's the Harry Potter Festival. 
It is always on or around my daughter's birthday, and I don't know how this child is from my loins because she has no interest in Harry Potter. So I won't be there this year. But you should go. Like, seriously, you need to go to the Harry Potter Festival and then hit me up on social media or email me at twistedphilly at outlook.com and tell me how friggin' awesome it was. The Harry Potter Festival is two days, and this year it's October 21st and 22nd, and the entire town is transformed into the world of Hogwarts and Hogsmeade, and there's little witches and wizards running around everywhere. Even the SEPTA train, and SEPTA is Southeastern Pennsylvania Transportation Authority, which sometimes sucks, but it's the best we got. Even the SEPTA train that runs through Chestnut Hill becomes the Hogwarts Express. Um, Okay, it doesn't really become a steam engine, but like close enough. And all the main characters from the films are on the train, and they arrive in Chestnut Hill for opening ceremonies. For the adults, there's the Potter Pub Crawl with butterbeer and drink specials on Friday night, October 21st. There's a Harry Potter conference at Chestnut Hill College. This year, the main street in Chestnut Hill, Germantown Avenue, is actually going to be closed for the festival on Saturday. And there's a Quidditch tournament. Yep, in Twisted Philly, we are hiding a magical population of wizards who can fly on brooms. Yeah, no, we're not. (laughs) But it's a Quidditch tournament played on the ground. And it's still cool. Like, I mean it. It's still cool. That's at Chestnut Hill College, too. And you have to go in costume. I mean... It's not mandatory to get in or anything, but how could you attend a Harry Potter festival and not go in costume? If you go, please post pictures on the Twisted Philly pages on Facebook so I can see your beautiful, magical, twisted faces. There are a lot of great family-friendly events for Halloween. Franklin Square is another terrific spot. They have Halloween-themed mini golf with fog and music every weekend between 6 and 9 p.m. up until Halloween. On the 22nd, there's a pumpkin patch for kids 10 and under. They get to pick and paint their own pumpkin. And then on the 29th, they have a trick-or-treat scavenger hunt. One of my favorite Halloween events for kids in Twisted Philly is Boo at the Zoo. We don't go anymore because my kid is turning 16 this week, and now she's all grown up. She doesn't even do costumes anymore. Like, I used to make her costumes. And one year, not that long ago, she and a friend even let me create prosthetic appliances for them to be thing one and thing two. And then last year, she broke my Halloween heart when she said she wanted to be a girly superhero. No joke, I was actually furious because a friend of hers likes the Avengers and my kid agreed to dress as an Avenger with her. She would have been the perfect Black Widow. Her hair was pink at the time. So I found her the most awesome and most authentic Black Widow costume ever. But no, she wanted to be a silly little gold lame Iron Man tutu dress. When I say no joke, I was actually upset. I was. I was actually pissed. And I know that's ridiculous, but I was mad. Halloween is my most favorite holiday ever, and it always has been since I was little. My mom made the most amazing costumes every year, and I wanted to be that mom for her. And I was until her 13th birthday. We dressed in tandem every year, and I had to tone down my affinity for horror because she doesn't like anything spooky or scary. I know, how can she be my child, right? But I got over that because at least for a little while she still let me make her costumes or maybe add to or alter store-bought costumes that she really wanted. And then last year she was this girly Iron Man. Okay, I seriously digress. So back to Boo at the Zoo. The Philadelphia Zoo is the oldest zoo in America. Yep, standalone episode for them too in the future. 
and parts of the zoo are haunted. I'm sure you weren't surprised to hear that. Boo at the Zoo runs over two weekends. It's this coming weekend, October 22nd and 23rd, and then again right before Halloween on the 29th and the 30th. And from 10 to 4, they've got activities that are included with your zoo admission. There's a costume safari. There's a hay bale maze. There's an extinction graveyard, which sounds scary, but it's not. It's an educational space about species that are extinct and species that are at risk of becoming extinct over the next 15 years. Plus, the Philadelphia Zoo is just beautiful this time of year, so go support the zoo in costume. But before you go, please be aware, adults cannot wear masks at the zoo for these Halloween events, and toy guns are prohibited. For me, one of the absolutely most wonderful and best places to go around Halloween is Lynn Villa Orchards in Delaware County. I have never seen so many pumpkins in one place. And Lynn Villa is a place where I have memories from as long as I can remember as a young child. And we started taking my daughter there when she was a baby. You can pick your own fruit in the orchards. There's an amazing scarecrow display and houses where you pop your face in and out to take pictures. They've got face painting for kids and beautiful playgrounds. Of course, there's hay rides, but they're not scary. It's none of those, like, jump out and scare the piss out of you kind of hay rides. And they've got crazy amounts of food. And, like, not just food that you buy from a vendor, but food that they make there from their orchards, like pies and jams and apple cider donuts. I am not a donut fan, but there are two places where I go nuts for donuts. One is Donut Plant in the Old Chelsea Hotel in New York City, and the other is apple cider donuts from Lynn Villa Orchards. There are lots of smaller Halloween happenings in towns all around the Delaware Valley. There's a scarecrow walk at Morris Arboretum. The Woodmere Art Museum has a huge straw maze and lots of Halloween activities on October 30th. There's Halloween hay rides at the Schuylkill Center for Environmental Education. You just have to go online and search, or you just have to listen to me and I'll tell you where to go. Of course, there are events at the Mudder. They are creepy, they are spooky, and they are educational. Mischief Night at the Mudder, well, it's not actually on Mischief Night. It's on the 27th, and the Day of the Dead festivities on Sunday the 30th. Um, so question, does anybody else celebrate Mischief Night anywhere else in the country or anywhere else in the world, or is that just kind of an East Coast thing? Okay, so let's get back to some more adult-themed events, and these are like party events. Xfinity Live, which is a restaurant and club in the sports arena down in Philly, is hosting Wicked. It's six evil parties under one roof. And, like, I think this is the party for the cool kids. And by kids, I mean over 21, but younger than me. There are multiple indoor and outdoor bars. There's live music, DJs, VIP areas, special VIP areas, VIP bottle services. They didn't have bottle services when I was clubbing. And it cracks me up that that is a thing. Because the markup on alcohol is ridiculous. Like, it's bad enough when you buy a drink at a restaurant, but bottle service is insane. So you're probably spending, I don't know, maybe at least eight times retail value to show everyone around you that you can afford an entire bottle in the club. But Wicked is hosting costume contests with cash prizes up to two grand. Maniunk has some pretty amazing Halloween parties, too. Their hottest Halloween party is on October 29th. It's the Ghosts and Goblins Party. They've been doing this for almost a decade, and if you buy a ticket to Ghost and Goblins, you can get into five other parties in Maniunk. There's food, there's booze, DJs, more costume contests for more cash prizes. Like, parties like this would have been so cool when I was in my 20s, which was a long fucking time ago. And I'd still be hunting for the spooky historic Halloween stuff, too, once I was done partying. 
For our twisters who live a little farther outside the city, like my number one twister, Maria, in Lancaster, if you're looking for a fright fest, there's a place called Jason's Woods, and it takes the idea of a haunted hayride to a terrifying new level. People I know who've been to Jason's Woods have given me mixed reviews. I have friends who love Jason's Woods. They think it's as scary as places like Bates Motel or Terror Behind the Walls. And they especially love the zombie attraction, and they think that is scary as hell. And then I have some friends who have said it's a snooze fest, but they're probably sort of twisted and psycho, so maybe we take their reviews with a grain of salt. One of my favorite spots outside of Philly to celebrate Halloween and fall, and actually all the holidays through the end of the year, is the Mount Hope Winery. It's just off the Lebanon exit of the PA Turnpike, and it's the site of the Pennsylvania Ren Fair. Yeah, I love the Ren Fair. I'm one of those Ren Fair nerds. So the Ren Fair hosts something called the Not-So-Spooky Halloween during the weekend from mid-October through the end of the month. But even better than that is something called Poe Evermore. The Mount Hope Mansion hosts theater productions, and Poe Evermore includes performances of some of his best works. And since you're on the grounds of a winery, there's wine tasting. Poe Evermore actually doesn't start until after Halloween. It runs from November 2nd through the 13th. It has a really short run. And you definitely need to check the website for showtimes. If you imbibe, take some time to check out the winery. And this just starts to scratch the surface of the twisted tours and scares available in Philly this year. There is so much to do to celebrate Halloween. Check out any of the events I shared here, go online, or find something else that interests you or excites you or freaks you out. The other activity I love around Halloween is watching horror movies. Okay, who am I kidding? I actually love watching horror movies 24-7, but I watch even more in October. So I jumped into the Epic Film Guys podcast horror movie challenge. Yep, they are tracking all the movies Justin is watching week over week and the movies that their fans are watching. So if you want to jump in, go to their Facebook page and let them know what you're watching. But don't just post what you're watching in a new post. I did that, and I think I drove the guys nuts by doing that. And other people who did the same thing, they probably drove them nuts. It's like wrangling cats trying to find everything that everyone is watching and posting. So if you go to their Facebook page, find the post where they ask you what you're watching and list your movie pics there. I would love to know what you and yours are doing this Halloween. What costumes are you wearing? What creepy stories or podcasts are you checking out? Are you touring real haunted houses or the fake ones? And please be safe, Twisters. Whatever you do, don't dress up as clowns. Stephen King made clowns a super downer for me and everyone else since I was 16 years old. Clowns already had a bad rap before all this stupid shit over the past few months. So don't be stupid. If you dress up as a clown, you are likely to get your ass kicked. So don't say I didn't warn you. Drop me a note on Twitter or Facebook. You can find me on Twitter at twisted underscore Philly or on Facebook at Twisted Philly or the Twisted Philly Podcast, which is our discussion group, and post some pictures if you are so inclined. I will probably be digging out my special effects kit and do a few different faces all weekend long before Halloween, which is on a Monday, which again sucks. And definitely let me know if you check out any of the places I mentioned in this mini episode. Tell them Twisted Philly sent you. Um, you won't get a discount, and they may not know what the hell you're talking about, but tell them anyway, because when I offer them some sponsorship opportunities, maybe they'll be like, hey, that's the podcast that those people talked about over Halloween, and maybe they'll jump on board. Even though it's still more than a week away, happy Halloween. 
That's all from me. Ciao for now, Twisters. <laughs>